Rough Trade is giving away a third of the first three months of the Rough Trade Club plus new music membership exclusively to 101 Part-Time Jobs listeners. Become a member of Rough Trade Club New Music and you'll receive the Rough Trade Album of the Month straight to your door every month on an exclusive vinyl pressing with bonus material. Club members have received exclusive pressings of albums from Sufjan Stevens, Sprints, The Last Dinner Party, English Teacher and Over Mono, just to name a few, this past year alone. Sign up using the promo code CLUB101POD and you'll get Rough Trade's Album of the Month, Camera Obscura's Look to the East, Look to the West for a third of the usual price. By signing up, you'll be getting Rough Trade's exclusive issue of the album on opaque purple in a gatefold sleeve plus a bonus CD containing five demos. Don't want the album of the month but still want all the benefits? Sign up to the standard tier using Club 101 Pod and you'll still get the first month free. You'll also get free shipping on all orders, 10% off at the bar and on secondhand vinyl in store and exclusive access to sold out Rough Trade events. So don't hang around. Head to roughtrade.com slash club and sign up with the code CLUB101POD. That's CLUB101POD and claim money Money off Rough Trade's album of the month today. This offer is for UK residents only. Do you play in bands? I did for the longest time. And I wish that I knew that DistroKid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of your royalties and earnings. A million plus artists rely on DistroKid to get their music on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all the major streaming services. When you get DistroKid, you can see a DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You get notified when you've earned royalties and you can withdraw via the app. And you can even check your streaming stats on Spotify Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. 
Good afternoon. You're listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs with me, Giles Bitter, where I speak to bands and musicians about basically the jobs they've worked between tours, what they've been up to other than playing in a band and everything that informs their music, everything that kind of makes them the person they are. That sounds a bit wanky, doesn't it? But you find that there's a lot of interesting stories here, a lot of conversations that may otherwise not have happened. And I feel like that's my job. That's what I'm here for. This is the first of a month of episodes of Hassle Records related bands. Hassle Records, it's their 15th anniversary this month, 15 years putting out good, exciting, interesting records. To celebrate, they're releasing some reissues of some of the amazing records they've put out over the years. Check out hasslerecords.com to find out who some of those bands I'll be speaking to on 101 part-time jobs this month. And today we've got Brutus, who I'm really stoked about. They're just about to put out their live album, Live in Ghent. The song behind this is All Along. You can hear the ferociousness of it. And I'm so stoked to speak to bassist Peter Mulders on this episode about his life as a graphic designer for their local government and how they've kind of organized themselves as a band in their five, six years of a band, which they consider, you know, they're, they're, they're a new band. So I, I like that idea. East London Signature Brew have been brewing music-inspired beers since 2011. They've brewed collaboration beers with Mastodon, Idols, Slaves, Enter Shikari, and a whole load of other amazing bands. If you know this podcast, you know you can get 10% off any orders from their website, signaturebrew.co.uk, with the voucher code 101podcast. All right, here's Peter Mulders from Belgium Rippers, Brutus. So I just had an email the other day from your press officer about the live album coming out this month. He did a good job doing that. <laughs> <laughs> that is his job, right? But it is, it is, it's quite like, a, it can be quite a funny relationship between a band and a press officer, right? Especially these days when e- emails are everything, you know, you're having these relationships with people online. Yeah. I, but to be honest, um, for, uh, it's, a lot of the contact goes with our management or with uh, our labels, and we don't, as a band, we don't contact. We don't have direct contact to the press officer, but right. but that doesn't mean we are to- totally in control of. Or we try to be in control as much possible of everything what uh, goes out. So, um, especially for Belgium, we do the press ourselves. So everything starts here. We like the story behind the album or the messages we want to spread or um, the things we want to do, they mostly start in Belgium with the band. And then <clears throat> we have close contact with Mies or, um, from Hessel Records for UK. And he also takes care of Germany and, and the other countries in Europe or with Mark and Cathy from Sergeant House for uh, the other side of the ocean for the, for the States. When you say about having a, having a message, you know, the message that you want to purvey, I think that, that makes me think that as you get older playing music, that becomes more of a serious and sort of balanced aspect of playing music, you know, having a message that you want to spread. Yes. And also you learn to, that it's, it's wise to, um, to control or try to control that message. It's not that we have bad experience in the past, but it's important if you, if you want to say something or you have an idea or your album wants to say something or your music wants to say something, that it's up to you as a band to 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 say what you want to say and it's sometimes it's not only in the music a lot of bands and artists just say what they want to say with their music but it's open to a lot of interpretation and just a little bit extra info it's best when it comes from the band directly and that's what you try to do 
So will the three of you have, you know, will you have meetings about it? Will, will you talk about that as much as, you know, talk about the music that you're writing? No, me, music goes first every time. And then like, like even, it's not only with albums, even if you want to do something on Facebook or you want to post a stupid or, or another stupid, a normal photo on Instagram. Yeah. Um, we, we, it's, it's separated from, from the music. So most of the time when we have a break during writing, it's like, Oh, we have to post something on Instagram. Yeah. What should we post? Yeah. Maybe a live photo. And then we start talking about it in the band, but the music, the music is first the music is most important of all. <laughs> it, right. it, it, we couldn't, it wouldn't be the, the social media thing is something that um, is a necessary thing that comes along with it but it never comes first or never important. It's just something you have to do because you do music. If, if that makes sense in some way. Yeah, to- totally. I mean, from, from my perspective, you have to do it because you want the music to have as much as a platform as you'd like it to have. Yes. It's, yeah, it's true. And to, yeah, it's, it's 2020. Everybody is on Facebook and Instagram and everybody is on Twitter and, and as 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 a band, yeah, you're there too, and it's a, a perfect way to reach out to your the people who love your music directly. So that if they want they want to come to shows, or if they want to buy a special vinyl, or if they want to support you with shirts or stuff, it's it's the most direct way to to do that as a band, and especially now when there are no live shows, because we are people who who, who came to came to a Brutus show. I think most of the time we are always after the show available at merch merchandise booths or we will be there maybe not two hours or, or especially Stephanie right after the show she needs half an hour to cool down but at least two or the three of us are there available for the people who love our music because that's yeah that's the most important thing of, of playing music that people who love your music that you're also a little bit available for them and, and, and yeah, just normal, be normal people to normal people. And yeah. that's, and, and social media gives the power to do that. Like talk to on Instagram to everybody who wants to follow you about what you want to say. And that's, I think it's very powerful and we have to use that as if we can and if you want. And, and that's kind of one of the things that I like doing this podcast for is that I interview bands that make records that I love. And it does make a real human to human aspect of it that I think, you know, before social media, before Instagram came along in 2013 or 14, whenever it got really big, you know, that that cracked open this whole new world. And and for me as a music fan, it's definitely opened up this extra conversation. For example, bands like The Clash is is who I'm thinking of when I think about that, that one-to-one connection that so many people have with Joe Strummer, even posthumously. And I think... I think there are bands that have taken that attitude or or just what you've said there about making it a real humane thing. And I think that's such a wonderful layer to the music. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's, it's, for me, it's, it's all about, um, it's a, it's a big word, but I will try to explain. It's all about honesty. It's just, we are who we are. We're just three, three people writing music and we, we say hello to people, in the street, when we go to the store, we are nice people. We try to be nice to each other. We try to be nice to our friends. So we also try to be nice to the people who love our music. It's it's a normal for us. It's a pretty normal thing to to after a show or on social media to talk to them like 
yeah, like friends almost. So then, yeah, that's yeah, that's very cool to do. So that's what we try to do. And speaking about normal people and normal stuff, have you have you all got full time jobs? Uh, not full time anymore. We, uh, I think, personally, me, I switched to a part time job two or three years ago. I think. And Stephanie and Stan both also have uh, part-time jobs next to Brutus, next to the band. Was that a hard decision? Was that was that like a kind of momentous occasion, or was it was it quite a gradual thing? We had no option if we wanted to tour, <laughs> and it was like, yeah, it was. We never did. We never discussed it, or we never had a meeting about it. We just like, oh fuck, this this tour is coming in oh, uh, yes, and there is another tour coming in and then we have to go write an album. And then so we all scaled down our work and our jobs and it was like an, an, a normal thing to do because the band started to, yeah, started to take more time of us. So, so we did it. What, what were you doing? What job was it that you sort of stepped down from? I'm still doing, I'm a, I'm a graphic designer. And back then, uh, like... Since five, six years ago, I became art director in my, in my job. So what we do is I work uh, for Flemish government, actually. And we make... Oh, wow. Yeah, we make... Uh, so you have, you have Belgium, and Belgium is divided into three regions. And one of the regions is Flanders, where they speak Dutch. That's where I'm from. And uh, we make a um, magazine, a website, a newsletter for teachers in, in Belgium. So in, Fl- in Flanders, so we inspire, we we bring stories from other teachers, or we try to inf- uh, empower them and inspire them with with great examples of how the teacher in whatever city is doing something amazing in his classroom, and some other teacher should know about it. And that's what we do: we spread good examples and good stuff, and we inspire teachers. And awesome. yeah, I'm doing that for already like. Next to music, like um, education or yeah, schools and teachers are my second passion or something like that. Yeah, and I I worked there for you now like thirteen years, fourteen years uh, since yeah yeah since my it's my second or my third job I think. And I, I'm a graphic designer, and then I started to grow in the job, and I became an art director. And because of the band, I had to step down back from art director to graphic designer. So now I'm back a normal graphic designer working two two days and a half a week, making newsletters or making, now we're working on a new website. So I'm doing stuff like that. Do you think the way that Belgium is 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 uh, split up into those three regions? Do you think that creates a kind of like high spirited, you know, a, a good community within your within your part? That's a very difficult question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. I just think it's funny because I, I can't imagine I can't imagine England being split up. I mean, maybe maybe it's similar in the way there's Scotland and Wales, but yes, but you. I, I read some stuff about like with uh, with the Brexit that Scotland wanted to to do a a, a referendum. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. To, the Flanders in Flanders, there are a lot uh, two right wing parties who also want to split from Belgium, and it's right now. I think they try to make a Belgian government for like more than five hundred days now, and they they don't succeed day after day, week after week. They fail and they have horrible horrible fights about a lot of stuff from health to employment to even environment everything is yeah so 
your question was inside of Flanders. Yes, we have a great dynamics, but I would personally, I would also love to have the same dynamics with the rest of Belgium because we have such a beautiful country and like I have great friends on, who speak French on the other side of the language border, as we call it here. And, and it's like weird that some people don't believe in the country and only believe in the region and other people don't. It's, yeah, it's weird. But yeah, it's, I think if I translate that to music, and that's one of the things that, that's really weird. I think there is a, the music scene is more like in Flanders and there is not enough cross, cross region music vibes <laughs> if i should say so some of the venues are or so if you're a promoter you can get funding from the government to put on events is that right uh yes you, yeah like brutus we got we got uh funding from the government to go on tour so that's right. yeah but it's now yeah we have a new new uh, minister now and he is cutting down on it because he's he's oh. not so He's a right-wing guy, and he doesn't. He's more for old art and not for new art. So, how did that work then? Did you kind of have to estimate how much? Yes, it's a very strict, um, very strict procedure, and we have to uh, apply. You have to, yeah, follow a lot of rules. I have a lot of paperwork here with me that um, we have to do for 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 those money. But you have to make calculations. You have to. Um, make proof of every show that you play. You have to show the money you give to your van, to your gasoline, to your hotels, and they don't pay everything. Of course, they you, you make a, a file, and then they they collect all the files from all the bands in Belgium, and then they look at you and they do their job well. They look at your 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 history on who you are, where you've played, how you're the, like like Brutus. We have a we started really small and then we started growing, growing. And I don't know who those people are, but in some way they followed us and they they tried to support us in in some way that we can, yeah, some tours, like support tours, you you, you can't just do them. You, you don't have the money to, the yeah. fees are so low and you have to drive so far, you have to take a hotel and you have to pay your sound guy and it would not be possible without the little bit of, of course, we always lose money, even with the, with the grants, with the support, we still lose money. No worries. Really? Yeah. yeah but, but yeah, for some tours, we lost money, of course, but, um, but with the money, with the money from uh, Flanders, it it helped a little bit and it was enough to, to, for the three of us to keep doing this. I mean, it's the same story with almost every artist, I imagine, but when, when you start the band or when you started your old bands, it was this, I imagine it was this great release. And then to get to a point where you have to really, you know, be an adult about figuring out your stuff. I mean, what's your story with that? The thing is, um, we, we, we only discussed this today uh, by accident. We're, we're, I'm, I'm 40 years old. <laughs> I turned 42 weeks ago. And Bruce, oh, happy birthday. Thanks, man. Thanks. It's it was a hard day because it's forty, but I will not go into that. And uh, and uh, Stephanie and Stan are both in their early thirties, so they're like eight or nine years younger than me. But we all had bands uh, before, so this was not for me my first band. The band when I was twenty-two or twenty-one, and 
and you have absolutely no obligations, no no costs, no no you can you can live you can sleep where you want, you can live where you want. Now we have, I have a girlfriend. Uh, she, uh, she has a son. He's my my uh, my stepson, and we have a house, and we have to we have to pay the loan, and yeah. it's totally different now that I'm. I'm and, he, and Stephanie has to pay the rent with her boyfriend. And Stan, he also has a, a house. He had to pay the loan. He has to pay the loan. So it's a little bit, yeah, we, we're, we're we're a fresh band. We're, we're only five years or six years that we are a band. And we have two albums, but we're we're not 22 anymore. Yeah. So that's sometimes that's um, that's not easy to, to in, in some way, it's not easy on the financial but in the same way, you're older, so you're smarter, I think, or you have more experience, and you learned from your mistakes in the past. Yeah. So that, and you have, yeah, you know how to ask money on the government to tour. <laughs> That's one of the stuff that maybe young bands don't always know. And when you're older, yeah, you you know stuff like that. It's stuff, yeah. It's good and bad at the same time. I think it's I think it's really cool when you see a band that you love or get into a band that you um you know get get it find a new band and real kind of you know feel that love and you and you you like you know you learn that they're not 22 years old because <laughs> I, I but i know i think like so future islands i don't know if you know that band Lord, i know the band name yes yes and yeah. the national as well uh two ones that come to mind and they're you know they're quite they're kind of you know older and to me, it has this. It, it shows a real dedication, I suppose. Maybe there's a better word for that. I know what you mean. Yes, I know. But it's hard for me to to reflect on that. But I think I know it. Yeah, for me, it's like being in bands is a thing. I, yeah, you know, when you're 18, everybody who's in a band has this band, and you think this is your band and the band that will rule the world and this is your only ever band your band like your band yeah, and then yeah. and then and then that band splits and then you cry for a week and then it's like fuck this was it this was music for me this i will never have the same feeling like i had with my first band for me it was like that and then i, I didn't sold my gear i just started fun projects with friends and I didn't immediately start a new band, but I kept on playing just for fun because I love to play music in bands. I'm, I'm not the musician who likes to play music on his own. I hate that. I'm a bass player. I can't live without a band, but then I kept on playing, kept on playing. And then I, I met Stan and Stephanie and we started Brutus and look now, seven years later, I'm, this is my band. <laughs> this is yeah. now my band. I would never, ever would have thought that this would happen again. And it's the same for Stan and Stephanie. They both been in, in other bands before. And we all and you always think this is my band. This is this is it. This is it. And then you get older and you think the the boat has sailed, you know? If you, if your first band doesn't succeed or without me saying the word success, it's just yeah, just but if your first band doesn't bring you in tour vans and let you play music, then you think it, it's over it's it's mm. gone but then all of a sudden it looks like they're the second chance so this is this is our second or third chance did your old bands tour outside of belgium no 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 yeah maybe one one show or two shows so it's one yeah i did one tour outside of belgium yeah it's true uh, yeah it's 
but it was totally it was different it was uh it was before i think it was just when email started <laughs> to be honest <laughs> i don't know maybe there were web there were websites we had a website i remember that but like booking shows it was like you have to you had to phone somebody to book a show or you had to like the DIY scene to go to France or Italy to play a show, you have to call them and then you make an agreement on the phone. Yes, we will be there on the 17th and then two weeks, nothing. And then so much stress arriving there. And then there is this full youth center waiting for you. This is right now you have like 500 text messages before, <laughs> before or, or emails right. before, before arriving to a show. But that, that was a good time. It was a good time. That's so funny. Yeah, and and it must have been old. a cool feeling when, when Brutus really started to tour around Europe and then America, North America and, and England. That must have been a real sense of achievement. Yeah. Uh, my Engl- I'm not a native English speaker, so achievement is like, well, what is it? The you know, just, a- just like, like a good feeling, you know, like yeah, a feeling definitely. like you've, you know, that you've, that you've done something right, I suppose yeah it, it was a, a it's a good feeling of course if you can write an album with your friends and your music gets picked up all over the world and you get to see la and chicago and you can go to mexico city just because you write music together it's an amazing feeling it's you do something you love and then you can do more things you love because you do something you love that's yeah. that's that's crazy but it never for us it never feels like an achievement i don't know it's not like yeah, it's more like a, a yeah. It's it's hard to find the correct word in English, but achievement. Sometimes there's a negative about achievement, like right. bra- bragging, bragging achievement. Uh, yeah, 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 it's, see, yeah. We never. It's not like that vibe from look what we achieved. No, right. It's not not that. Maybe we look at that to our songs, like we're proud of the songs we did. But all the rest that comes along is more like us watching like, whoa, what the fuck is happening? And this is so amazing. And it's a dream. And yeah. Do you feel like you have to be kind of one step ahead of that? So that you know that when when the good thing's coming and, and you know, you say, you know, you get that support tour or, you know, you're trying to think one step ahead. So you're trying to be smart about it. Does that make sense? Yeah, maybe because I'm older, but I try to be like sometimes when you're in this band or I think a lot of people in bands that, that go tour a lot, it's like it's a trip. You go from one to the next and the next and the next. And I always, I have this saying that I'm I'm totally into Brutus, but I have always one eye open. So I'm never yeah. I'm never closing my eyes and just go with the flow. I always like try to look ahead what because what's next and if we do this what does that mean for next and but it's also yeah. my it's also my nature i'm like like i like to plan ahead or think ahead or predict or talk philosophy about the future or talk about the future and it's natural for me to keep one eye open and and the other one closed to to enjoy everything what we like with my eyes closed on stage like enjoy all the good vibes but one eye is open to see what's next and what what do we have to do then and what will be the next thing. That's that's true, yeah. I wonder if that's quite like a hard balance for a lot of people. Yes. Trying to enjoy that moment, but also being smart. Yes, that's a very hard balance. And 
I also see sometimes, I don't know how to say this, but I also see sometimes very good bands, like amazing music-making bands, like that one of my favorite bands, and they don't succeed because they're, they're, they don't, yeah, they don't keep one eye or two eyes open and and they 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 split up or or they can't manage to take next steps or stuff like that mm. and that's yeah it's it's not i always say this in interviews or when i have the chance to say it it's not only about the music it's also about being very lucky and keep one eye open or two eyes open <laughs> and especially the being lucky that yeah there, I'm 100% sure there are so many bands that are way better and more touching and more fire, more touch more people than Brutus does, but they will never be found because they're unlucky that they're, nobody supported them or no, nobody found out about them. And yeah, that's so hard. Right. How did you, how did you get out of Belgium? Did, did the hassle, did you meet Hassle Records that yes. early on? Yes, we, back then, um, so we, at first two years, we, we played only in Belgium, and I think we played close to 100 shows, but only in local youth centers from you know, just Flanders. It was almost every week, so already back then, it was like, what the fuck is happening with this? Because there were only six, yeah, it's not that big, we have six million people here. I think London has a lot more people than than, yeah. uh, than Flanders has. And then we... we uh, we stopped playing to record our first album because we had no album. We had only two, three, seven inch with two songs, so six songs on, on, on vinyl. And then we, st- and then we recorded the album in Vancouver. Then back then we had this crazy wow. idea. Yeah. We had this idea from like, what if we, we just go outside of Belgium to record our, we, we only played three shows outside of Belgium, but we went to record our album outside of Belgium. <laughs> so, so we went all the way to Vancouver and then we came back wow. and, and the album was done. And I think our manager, Thomas, back then we had a manager in Belgium, Thomas, he shipped our demos to Hassel records and Mies. He was, Mies was yeah, touched by it. And he was like, I'm going to follow up on this band. And then we came back with the the light with the the album ready, and then uh, I think back only then they decided to to release it. I'm not so sure, please, if you hear this. Sorry if I'm wrong, but um, <laughs> I think that when the album was finished, they decided to release it, and then um, and then we had back then we had two options. Uh, we had three options, or you go with like. Um, bigger label but you're a totally nobody <laughs> and yeah. they you're just a product and in yeah, they sign a new band every week and then if you don't sell enough music in the first three months they drop you and yeah. we, we don't want to be that band and we're not a band with that music so it was a no-brainer to not go that way right. and then the, the other option was to do it ourselves like just release it ourselves why not you, Belgium is really small and you can like we have really small press here we have in every city has three good music stores I think you can you can release an album in Belgium and reach everybody you need to reach with our music and wow. the, ter- the third option is to to do uh, to do Hassel Records this label from London um, 
and who, who has very positive vibes about us and they asked us to play in London, I think two times we met with them and then we were like, yeah, let's do this. Why not? Let's go for London. <laughs> and that's, yeah. that's when the first album uh, released in uh, Atasa Records. So you recorded it in Vancouver. What, what, what was going on in Vancouver? Why did you, why did you go there? Well, you know, we were like, let's, you know, sometimes you have to just take your brains off and think like, what, what would, should we do when we could do whatever we wanted? And back then we were a totally, uh, we were a really small band and uh, we're still a small band, but back then we were just a really small band and we had like three options and then we were like, what's our favorite, favorite guys? What's our favorite? This is how we started. Sorry what are our favorite albums? And then back then we really loved White Lung. White, White Lung is one of the bands that is still one of our favorite, of all three of us, favorite bands. The way uh, Mish sings, the guitar playing is so amazing. The songs are so cool. And we went to to look up who did that, who did that album. And um, White Lung is a Vancouver album, a Vancouver band, sorry. Right. And we just emailed to the guy who was on the on on Discogs, <laughs> Discogs, you know the website. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, it's Jesse. Say? Yeah, it's Jesse Kander. Okay, let's let's email him. And uh, we also had a list. Like we also, everybody who plays guitar in a band wants to go to Kurt Ballou to record an album. Every everybody, we were all fan of Kurt Ballou. And but we, yeah, maybe someday. But now we chose for the first two albums. We 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 ended up with Jesse. So this is funny how it went. So we we emailed him like, "Hey man, we're a band from Belgium. This is our demo stuff. Uh, we would, what would the price be of your studio? And what would you think if we come over?" And he texted back like an email immediately, like, "Hi guys, sounds like a great idea. I'm having sushi right now." And then like <laughs> three lines of sushi emojis. So, <laughs> And that's that's some some language that we we love. Like he was so enthusiastic from the first moment, and we really connected just with the first email. And it was like, okay, let's let's look further into this. And then we discussed it with our with our manager and our friends. And we had we had long discussions about going to Belgium to record, or going to Kurt Ballou to record, or going to Jesse to record. And right now we we ended up in Vancouver and it was a great experience, a great city, a great guy, a great studio. Yeah, it was a lucky shot, but it was turned out very well for us. Going to Canada, did that sort of inadvert like have the knock-on effect in the way that you were like, well, if we can record there, we can tour there as well. And that applies to other countries. No, we never thought about touring Canada, not even about touring the States back then. It was, no, we just, it was more like, let's try to make a good album and try to record those 11 songs as good as we can. And that was all what the focus was about. Back then when we recorded the album, we only played two shows in Holland. That's the country next to Belgium. (laughs) And that's it. We, We didn't even think about touring we didn't even think that anybody would buy that album outside of Belgium. At the moment when we recorded it, it was March 2016, I think. 
we had no idea about what was, was coming in the next five years. Absolutely no idea. And and did you, I mean, I spoke to Wes the other day for one of these interviews and he talked about how, you know, you might have a 10 year plan. Have, have you, how long does your plan go go for? When you, th- when you think about the future, when you think about sort of plans that you want to, you know, al- years of album release dates followed up by the next album. How far into that planning schedule, that cycle, do you get? Um, the next song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The next song, because um, it's it's Stephanie. Stephanie is like, maybe I am the, the calendar man and the agenda man and the planning man. But Stephanie is like, she's it's not her talent to plan or to schedule stuff. And she's like, let's make the next song be the best song ever we ever wrote. And that's, and right now we are writing new songs and it's all that matters now is like, let's make a great next album and great next song. And let's try to improve the song we wrote last week and can we make it better? And that's all, especially in this, in these times, I don't, I don't try to think about when we should release or when we should do a next album or even when we should tour. It's, it's hard. It's hard. But even, even without the virus, we, my answer would still be, and you can check all previous interviews we did. It's like, make a great album, the next album. That's the most important thing. And when you make a good songs and you make a, a an album you, you, you want to make and you, the album you love, then all the rest will, whatever come what has to come and when you when you think about that side by side with your day job how does i mean obviously you want to progress in in the band do you also have one eye on progressing the day job as well Uh, the day job is a little bit in hold right now so i'm i'm doing my job and i try to not to think too much about the future there because um i uh I, I told you I work with the government, so Flemish mm. government, but the government also has a lot of rules. And even in between those rules, I have the best uh, boss there is in the world or the best um, human resource manager. And they give me, I, they give me a lot of freedom to do the band, but still that freedom is also limited. So I think if I am correct, we can only work part time for five years maximum because they just put a stop on it. So the maximum I can do this right now is five years. And I and think when did you start doing that? Oh, you said three years ago, right? Three years ago, yeah, two or two years ago. So, so have you kind of got two years left on that. Yes, my talk, my clock is ticking. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and this this helps. This is not helping the the year or the yeah. maybe longer break uh, but it is what it is i try not to to worry about it and which yeah try to work and try to do our thing as we come and yeah it is it is what it is but it's it's a little bit itching in the back of my head that like mm. oh no <laughs> someday all this beautiful all this yeah it's it's hard to combine work and touring but in some way, I have still a luxury position that I have still an income. I have still money. I can still pay my rent, uh, my loan, and I still can do the band. So I'm not like yeah. our sound guy. He, his only job is sound guy, and he has absolutely no income right now. 
he is doing electricity jobs and making solar panels on the roofs and stuff like that instead of mixing bands right so for me and for and also stephanie and stan they also have a part-time job and they also are still having it and they can still work three days a week right now so and the other two weeks uh, the other two days a week we work for brutus and um and they are also very lucky that they can do that and yeah so we're not trying to we try not to complain right now just do you, do you have when you say you have two days a week you work on brutus are, th- are they kind of like the same days every week and is that like is that always practicing or does that include like meetings with- this is since since the end of the lockdown this means since uh june we are trying to find our way in that at first we started with because yeah you can with the band we are we are our own bosses just like we, we can right. i mean we can if we agree to rehearse on sunday we rehearse on sunday but uh, of course you have like your family and your work who have yeah. they don't agree with like loose loose agendas like we'll see what we right. feel and uh, yeah. so you have to put a little bit of schedule in that so at first we try to make steady days like monday and friday is brutus and tuesday wednesday and thursday is like work and we found out that it's not that simple because it's music is a is a fluid thing it's not like going to a going to a an office and and like for me i have to do like pages in a magazine or my newsletters i can i can go on tuesday to the office and do 50 newsletters and i can go on monday and do 50 newsletters because it's a very fixed type of job i mean stan stan is selling guitars and he's like if selling guitars is the same every day but writing music is really it's it's mood mood depending or vibe depending or personal personal feeling depending and it's it's a lot more than just like doing a fixed job like 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 we do in our normal job so we we adjusted that a little bit and now we we agree every week it's like more fluid like this week it was on monday and we do a tuesday night or we do a friday night or we do a saturday or we make it more flexible and it's a it's a more it's a better feeling i think now but we have to yeah we're so new in this because the other two years before this we were touring we used our we worked 50 percent and the other 50 percent was tour to always tour tour or yeah, away from from home and now it's like 50 percent uh being at home working for brutus and the other 50 percent try to be with your family and 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 do your job your normal day job have you discovered new ways i mean we we mentioned social media earlier but have you discovered any new ways to sort of connect with your fans or to reach fans or to try and do something temporarily in the place of touring no i I should look it up, but I don't think we we post more or less on Facebook or Instagram. I do think we picked up newsletters a little bit more because mm-hmm. also, but I already wanted to do that before, but I never found the time because I I don't believe in yeah, it's not about believing, but it the social media is not reliable enough to have contact with the people who love your music. It's more like, and if you do it on email, it's, it's, 
it's the only the only fixed or the only way you're 100 sure you have a direct message from us because if we post something on facebook or on instagram it's if you're not on online that day you missed it and at least right. at least if we send a newsletter you will find it in a newsletter and i do think we we paste up newsletters a little bit but it's not like it's maybe one or two a month so it's not like we spam every week with new whatever news. We are we try to be an honest band, and if there is nothing more to say, we cannot we cannot force something to say. Of course, if we are on tour, we can post every day because we're on tour and it's always cool on tour. And you have always crazy photos or something to say or say thank you to the people who came to the show. But if you're not on tour, yeah, you're not on tour. You can't, you can't post a studio picture every day. <laughs> it's like we just, yeah, we try to do what we feel and keep, keep it up. Like whatever rhythm there is, I have to look it up if we feel like it or if we, if we talk to each other. Like, yeah, maybe it's a long time since we've posted something on Facebook. We do that. I'm very aware of that. I, I'm really. It's not like I don't care about social media i'm really aware of what we're doing there and but my awareness is don't don't fake it don't force it don't push it if it's not real so i'm I'm, even if we post nothing every i'm still uh, aware of it that we're not posting anything it's it's still yeah it's still in my mind i understand and so the new, I, the, the, the cover of the live album is great. That's your stepson writing the set list. Yes, yes. It's Jules. That's cute. Yes, he's amazing. <laughs> and so that's coming out next. Well, as well, when this podcast comes out, it's going to be coming out this month on Hassle. Yes. Was that, was that something that you were planning before lockdown? Um, the recording of the album is from May 2019. So um, right. we recorded. It was something we discovered, and we had the idea in the beginning of the lockdown. And um, we have some record. We had some shows recorded because our sound guy Thomas he now has a a new digital table, and he some shows we take that table, and then you can record us, and we can mix it after the show. It's it's amazing. So we can just and and those shows was show, that show in Ghent was a show where we had our friend Henrik, who came by to video tape the full show and he he was already asking that since a year before like i want to come to a show but it never worked out because of agendas he was busy or we were and not enough time to set it up or stuff like that and that show henrik was there with uh, three or four cameras a full setup and it was our home time show so we could let him in we 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 made the rules that night so it was our own show so we could say yes we have an hour extra sound check or to do it right or we have Hendrik needs 15 minutes to set up his gear we make space for that that's not always possible if you're on tour or you play in in festivals you cannot do video stuff always right and then thomas recorded the show and then <sighs> Almost a year later, when when the beginning of the lockdown, we looked into all the stuff we had on our hard drives, like old photos or, or videos, and we have like we have other sessions too. Like the the first song we we released from 
Nest from our last album. It's, it's War, and it was a studio recording, a live studio recording. And um, we did three songs back then, so we have two more of them. And we all, I've put it all in a, in a long list, and then with the band, we, we checked it like, what what should be cool? And, and then we thought about this full live show, and then we talked to it, to Hassel about it, and to Sergeant House about it. And immediately they were very enthusiastic about doing a live album with the full show. They checked the show, they checked the video and it was like, okay, let's do it. And we were like, whoa, this is amazing that we have awesome. a labels, two labels who want to support this crazy idea we have. And, and they are, yeah, they were very supportive all the way. It's, it's even a double vinyl. So it was like, wow. whoa, it's not yeah. even, it's not even the cheapest one. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's we, so funny. we believe in, in, we believe in this, in this recording and in this show and Brutus is, Brutus is a live band and it's cool that now we, we, we have a live, live album. That's great. Peter, thank you so much for chatting to me for this. No problem. It was so fun. It's cool to hear your, you know, how, how much of that personal aspect of, um, you know, of how you, you know, your organizational skills, I suppose, and how often they, they come up in the band and, you know, even, even for example, I mean, I know it's fun, but re recording a, a live record last May. I think we have, we have more recordings of other shows, but yeah, that was, and it was an accident happened. Yeah, and then the, I want to say that um, that without the virus and the lockdown, there would be no Brutus Life album. Mm. That we we are we just have two albums out. Very young band, but different times ask for different stuff. I don't know. It was like yeah, if people have a year full of a year without live music, we can do a live album, and that that's what yeah that's just how we feel feel about it and that's what uh it's cool that it's gonna happen but it was not planned it was not planned at all <laughs> we're not that that uh that good of a we're not nostradamus <laughs> <laughs> when speaking of nostradamus when when's the new album coming out do you think the next Ooh, one absolutely no idea i, I couldn't I, I would not even try to guess i don't know yeah I know that, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it makes me sad to think about it, but I don't know. Because we have, we have uh, it's not a, in Europe. I think maybe we can do an album in Europe and start touring in Europe next year, but we are very important. We have two labels and Sergeant House is in the US is a very important part of our family and a very important part of who we are. So, I, I don't see us release an album without going to the States to, to play it. So yeah, yeah to, so maybe we do. I don't know. We'll see. We have a man, we have a manager and a label to think about that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Great. Okay. Peter, thank you so much. Thank you for your time. I've been working all day for me, mate, on the side. This is a Mighty Moon Media Podcast. Hello. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.